G'day guys, thanks for joining me for today's episode of the AMA podcast brought to you by Fantasy Basketball International. Uh, my name's Adam King, I'm the host uh, at AdamKing91 on Twitter uh, and www.fbibasketball.com is the website. Uh, fairly straightforward today, AMA, I've got quite a few questions to get through. Yes, my mic was on because my kids thought it would be funny to come and play with the settings uh, while I was helping unpack the groceries. So yeah, hopefully we're all good now um, and nothing <laughs> nothing was said uh, that was too inappropriate there. Um, look, we'll jump straight into the questions. Uh, we had quite a few come through uh, in Discord last night. Um, so I've just popped them uh, in here. From there, uh, yeah, so let's get things going. Where would you draft Lamelo in a redraft league? Uh, I did drop him down in my ranks a bit. I uh, had him at about 9 or 10, moved him down to 12, 13. So I'd probably be looking at him uh, on the turn there. Just given a little bit of uncertainty with the injury, I mean, he could only be out a week, but I'm thinking he'll probably be out sort of three three weeks of the regular season, uh, 10 games, maybe 12 games. So it's not nothing. Um, it is a a sizable chunk, I guess, when you put it in uh, perspective and, and and consider that it's the first three weeks of the season and you do want to get off to a good start. So I would be more comfortable drafting him on the turn there um, to ensure that you're pairing him with someone that's well, looking like they're going to play. I mean, you can't project injuries, but uh, yeah, that's where I'd be going on him. Do I see Simmons and Claxton working well together even though they can't spread the floor? Yeah, look, I mean, they both started today, so it, it does look as though they are going to start together. Um, in saying that, I don't think they're going to spend... They're not going to play starters minutes in together in that I don't think... Uh, they they will be on the floor together as much as you might see a regular sort of point guard or, or hybrid guard centre pairing um, for that reason that they can't spread the floor. But they do have a lot of other good shooters that they can uh, put on the floor. And look, Simmons looks really good. So, um, yeah, look, he's obviously not a threat from outside, but he can get to the basket. We've seen that in the past. He, he averaged 18 points I think at one point in his career without shooting so um, yeah look I, I think even though neither of them can spread the floor I think we will still them, see them sharing the floor a little bit uh, thoughts on Santi Aldama for this upcoming season dynasty value dynasty yeah look dynasty obviously not my strength um, and I have a feeling in our recent dynasty 30 deep league he went oh I think around pick 200 so I think even though he's starting this season, or at least until Jaron Jackson's back, I don't sort of see him as an elite option moving forward. I think this is more of a situational thing. Um, but in saying that, I mean, his, his progression is obviously going to be ramped up here um, a bit quicker than probably expected. So, yeah, if you're in a dynasty league, I mean, give him a shot. But in terms of redraft, um, I think he's being drafted everywhere now, probably top top 120 um if you can get it i mean the later you can get him the better but the hype around him is obviously pushing his adp up a little bit uh so i think that yeah look he'll be he'll be solid for the first two months we don't know when jjj is coming back uh, and once he is back aldama will likely take a pretty significant hit um i think 
Brandon Clark's role will stay somewhat similar, even when Jaron Jackson's back. So I think it'll be Aldama that takes the hit, unless uh, he completely outplays Brandon Clark and, and actually earns those minutes. Playing time uh, for Dale and Terry to to begin the season. Um, yeah, look, I don't think it'll be significant enough for him to be considered in uh, in twelve team leagues. I'd I'd only look at him in very deep formats, and and I mean even in my deeper leagues, I haven't really seen him uh, being drafted. So yeah, I think the Bulls have got. Um, sort of a good selection of guards, even there, even without Lonzo Ball there, uh, they do have options at, at guards. So I don't see Dale and Terry sort of figuring too heavily in the rotation to start. Um, and, and like I said, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be targeting him uh, in drafts at all. Uh, what do we think? So related, I guess, here, what do we think of Ayo Desunmu? Might he break out? I think last year was probably his breakout. Uh, I took him 13th round with Dinwiddie still available. How do I see his fantasy value? Uh, yeah, look, I mean, he, he was solid last year. Um, I, I think he's probably worth worth a look. He's probably going to play 30 minutes a night. Um, but, yeah, look, he's not a big scorer. He doesn't get a lot of assists. He, he'll, I mean, he'll chip in across the board, but... He's, he's a last-round guy. Um, in terms of whether I'd have him or, or Jim Witte, uh, I think the Sunmu probably won't hurt you in as many categories, but Din Witte will help you in more. So Din Witte's going to get points and assists, but his percentages are pretty ordinary. So, yeah, I, I think uh, the Sunmu's probably a little bit safer, but certainly more boring. Um, I'd probably go with Din Witte just there, uh, as long as you can take that hit in percentages. Uh, do I still take Jokic first in a Yahoo points league? Yes, but I think you could make a case for Giannis, uh, probably um, Doncic as well. I think it's closer. So I think, I mean, if you're in a, a category league draft and you don't take Jokic, you look like a bit of an idiot. In a points league, I think you could make a case that you could go with Giannis, um, especially with, I mean, there's been a little bit of chatter about a wrist injury for Jokic. I'm not too concerned about it, but I do think that, yeah, I think it's it's closer in a points league. Uh, which two would you pick from Beverly, Nunn, Aldama, Eason, Poku, Grant Williams, Caleb Martin? 14-team, head-to-head nine-cat, Yahoo, redraft, punning, field goal percentage, rebounds, squad. Uh, yeah, look, I mean, none of none of those guys there are, are top 100 players at the moment. Um, and given punning field goal percentage rebounds, oh, look, I think you could probably make a case for a few of those guys. For me personally, it would probably be Aldama and Eason just for the upside. Um, Beverly, uh, I, I like... And with, with Schroeder, uh, has a finger injury, I think it is. So he could miss a, a bit of time. So Beverly could play a few extra minutes um, to start the season, as could none, uh, honestly. Um, Beverly, we know he, some of his value does actually come from rebounding. So it probably takes a bit of a hit in, in a build like this. Um, yeah, look, I think for me, it's Aldama and Eason just, just for the upside. Uh, would I drop Melton for Poku? I wouldn't. 
uh, I'd have Melton over Poker. I know some people are high on on Pokerchevsky, but I'm not particularly high. But look, I mean, both of these guys are 120, 130, 140, that sort of range. So whoever you'd prefer um, to take, I mean, yeah, I think you're fine with either. But I would hold on to Melton there. Uh, how much runway do I usually give to last round flies at the start of the season before dropping them? It's a tricky one. Um, I think something that people tend to do in in redraft leagues is expect too much of their last round guys. So I mean, if you if you take a a flyer on someone in the last round and then they don't sort of blow up in the first week, a lot of people are really quick to drop them. But I think you just have to remember, look, I. I took this guy in the 12th round or the 13th round. So you're not expecting them to blow up. Um, I tend to give my guys a couple of weeks before I, I drop them, unless it, if it's, if their lack of production is due to lack of minutes, I might be a little bit quicker because the role is not likely to change unless we see an injury or something. So if you sort of drafted a guy thinking he was going to play 26 minutes and he's only playing 18, then I'd be okay with dropping him. But if he's playing the minutes um, and it's just his percentages are down a bit or maybe his defensive stats aren't where you thought they'd be, I'd give him a couple of weeks um, and just keep an eye on waivers. I think that's probably another good piece of advice for, for early in the season is to keep an eye on waivers because, as I said, a lot of people are quick to, to pull that trigger and drop players for a, a guy that might be look as though he's going to break out after two really strong games. So you can pick up value on the waivers. Um, but yeah, usually I, I'd give them at least two weeks and, and let everyone else um, drop their guys first. Uh, what are my thoughts on the latest Bogdan news? Drop him for a flyer like Eason or Isles Dash. Uh, yeah, I mean, he was probably, I think he was going towards the back end of drafts anyway, 120-ish, something like that. I think I got him in a couple of leagues. Um, we don't really have specific news. We, we just know that he's not ready. So, uh, I, I mean, I would take Eason over him, absolutely. Uh, I think there's more upside there. Anyway, we've seen we've seen Bogdan's role in Atlanta. Uh, I think with DeJounte there, it hurts him a little bit. So he'll be playing six-man. He'll get you some points. He'll get you some threes. Doesn't do much else. I, I do like him as a passer, but he tends not to to get the assist that I I think he could easily be sort of a six assist a game guy, but he's never got there and I don't think he's going to get there. So um, look, if you've got an aisle spot, pop him in there and, and, and just leave him there until maybe one of your main guys gets injured. But uh, yeah, look, if Eason's available, I'd be, I'd be grabbing Eason there. Uh, ranking of players to stash guys that are out midterm to long-term, who's worth stashing and in what order? Uh, yeah, look, it's, well, Bridges, I, I wouldn't be stashing Bridges at all. Um, I doubt he plays, well, this year at least. Um, I'd probably have, let me, if I go into some, pull up a list of names so I actually can <laughs> talk about players that are out. Um, I'm not going to count Lamelo in that list because he's, uh, we don't know. I mean, we, we don't know when he's back, but we know it's not going to be more than probably three to four weeks. Um, I think the the highest, if I had to rank, I mean, it obviously it depends on um, statistical need and, and your build and all that sort of stuff. JJJ would be top of the list for me. Um, 
just because, I mean, there's a chance he could be back in a month. We don't know, I don't, and I doubt he is, but of these sort of these guys that are injured um, with somewhat long-term injuries, I think he could be the first one back. Uh, so he'd be first. Rob Williams would probably be the second guy. Lonzo, I'm not really touching. Uh, if you've got a league, if or if you're in a league that has, I don't know, three injury spots, potentially you could get him and, and grab him. But yeah, I, I'm not convinced he comes back this season. Um, I don't know sort of who else you'd put into that list. I mean, Fultz, uh, I suppose you could put in there. I'm not sure he's sort of... I, w- I wouldn't really class him as mid to long term in terms of his absence, but uh, Fultz, I'd be happy to grab him with a last round pick, uh, especially with Suggs out. Also, um, I'd I'd gr- I'd probably grab Fultz ahead of Suggs, but only just uh, both of those guys. I think you could grab at the back end of the draft and and pop them in your IL. I was pretty pretty high on Suggs prior to the injury. Um, took him in a lot of drafts, so I'm hoping he's not out too long. Um, oh, who else could we put in there? Ricky Rubio. Oh, yeah, look, I mean, if you want to stash him, you could. I don't, it doesn't sound like he he thinks he's going to be back till January. And if your league is a, a fairly sensible head-to-head league, uh, come sort of mid-February, I think most regular seasons will be wrapping up mid to late February. So he might only be back for a month. Um before you head into your playoffs. So, yeah, look, if, you, if you've got an IL spot, you could put him in there, but chances are you're going to have to drop him at some point prior to uh, when he's actually back. So, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't be going out of my way to get him. Um, Jonathan Isaac's probably an interesting one. Uh, I'm not sure he plays this year. We, I mean, he's still listed as out for the same injury that he was uh, two years ago. So... He has a lot going on off the court, so I'm not convinced that he'll be back this season. I mean, honestly, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not saying it will happen, but I wouldn't be surprised if he never plays again, um, at least not in the foreseeable future. I just think everything he's got going on off the court uh, is is probably more of a distraction and more of a focus for him. Um, distraction in terms of playing basketball, um, but a focus for him in terms of his personal life. So, um, yeah, look, that's a, that's a few names. Um, yeah, Joe Ingalls, I'm not, not going to talk about him. Marvin Bagley, I don't know. I wasn't really drafting him anyway. Uh, yeah, and then you're sort of deep into the list there. So that's probably all of the guys that actually matter that are out, that I would consider sort of out long-term or or at least more than a month or two. Uh, so we've got some questions in in here as well. Who to draft between Nunn and Pat Bev? 14-team head-to-head, nine-category redraft league, punning field goals on rebounds. Um, this is very similar to that question I had. It's probably the same person. Um, I'd probably go... Hmm, I don't know. I like Pat Bev more in terms of his production or his ability to, to contribute across the board. Uh, so he'll get you some sis, steals, blocks, rebounds. Uh, won't score a lot, though. None will obviously get you more points, more threes. So, yeah, I, I think it probably depends on what you need. If you need points, I'd go none. If you don't need points, I'd go Pat Bev. They'd be the 
the last two. Um, oh, and good to see just rustling. <laughs> nothing was uh, nothing was said. Nothing that shouldn't be heard. Um, I see you have a Kongu over a Capella. So that's probably in my rankings. I probably do. God, I haven't even looked at my rankings for a week. Um, yeah, look, I'm coming. Mean, Capella, look, Capella's already out with an injury. Um, I know they've said it's not much, but it just seems that he's always injured, always has these niggles. I don't think they can play him more than about 26 minutes. Uh, I don't think they'd want to. So I think a Kongwu probably gets 22 minutes right out of the gate. Um, I. I mean, it will depend on how Atlanta are travelling in terms of production and standings, that sort of thing. But I could see a Kongwu moving up to a minute split and even starting maybe two months into the season. Um, and, yeah, I mean, both of them, I think, are probably worthwhile drafting. Uh, I just feel a little bit safer with a Kongwu with his health and his... Um, I don't know, just his fit. I, I really like the way he fits alongside Trey Young, and I think he brings a lot to the team um, on the floor. So, yeah, look, I mean, you could you could easily take Capella over Kongwu here, and, and his upside in blocks is obviously um, undeniable. He he could easily be a 1.6 blocks per game guy. Um, I just like a Kongwu and the upside a little bit more there. Uh, but if you were desperate for blocks, I think you could go Capella. Uh, where are we? Ooh, Dynasty, this will be a challenge. 30-team uh, category league, Dynasty in the middle of a route, looking to move Towns for younger guys. Who should I try to tell? How old is Towns now? Have I got his age here? I probably don't. Let me have a look how old he is. I'm thinking he'd sort of be uh, 27 or something. 26. Yeah, look, I mean... Theoretically, he's not even in his prime yet. So if, yeah, I mean, if you're looking to move off him, it, it sort of depends on uh, whether you're looking for a um, a comparable player, so a big man, uh, and whether you need someone who shoots threes, someone who gets blocks. Um, I mean, I still have Towns as, I mean, I'm, again, it's not my specialty. I still have Towns as probably a, a first-round guy in... Um, in redraft, uh, in sorry, in dynasty leagues. But if you are looking for someone uh, to to go, if you're looking to go younger, you could look at someone like Evan Mobley, um, five years younger, similar skill set, but won't um, obviously not as good in terms of free throw percentage or threes, but a bit better in blocks. So he could be someone to look at. Um, Bam, maybe. I mean, Bam's. I think he's slightly younger than than Cat, maybe a year to two years. Uh, if you are looking to get someone who might be, I guess, on the cheap a little bit, Jaron Jackson could be someone to target with the injury. Uh, his manager may be down a little bit on him. Um, but, yeah, look, honestly, I mean, Towns has still got another six, seven, eight years, good years left in him. So it would be... Yeah, if you're looking to go really young, then they might be a few guys uh, to look at. Uh, thank you, B-Dub. <laughs> it's a T-shirt. Yeah, I do like buying my uh, random shirts. And I, as I said, I've got a few that haven't even come out yet. They've still got the tags on them. So, uh, 
yeah, Shea Gilders Alexander in terms of a stash. Yeah, I don't consider him a stash. I mean, he he could be go. He could could be good to go next week. So, um, yeah, not not really uh, a stash candidate. I wouldn't put him in that category. Twelve team head to head league. Should I drop Covington for Walker Kessler? Pat Bev or Hartenstein or keep him. I haven't drafted Covington anywhere. Um, I know he'll get you some blocks and steals and threes, but he just doesn't score. Uh, doesn't do enough for me. I just don't see enough upside in, in any category. Um, if I had to pick sort of, I guess if I was at, at the end of my draft and had to pick between those four, probably I'd probably go Hartenstein if I had to just pick one. Uh, Walker Kessler has looked pretty good, but you're really just taking a flyer on him if you need blocks. Um, I do think probably come the end of the season, he could be starting uh, and and so could be really good. So if you're sort of viewing him as more of a stash who could have value later in the season, you could consider Walker Kessler, but I think Hartenstein probably falls into that category as well. I think he probably plays 20 minutes to start, 22 minutes. um, And... I mean, his overall game is far better than Mitch Robinson. So, yeah, I I really like Hartenstein. I think I've got him as my starting center in the dynasty league that I'm in, which part of that was just because I didn't draft a center until late. But, uh, yeah, I, I really like Hartenstein's game. So um, I'd probably pick Hartenstein out of those four. But I think Kessler you could make a case for if you need uh, blocks. And that's all the questions we've got in there. Um, we did have, there was one question, which I'll touch on before I go and have some lunch. Uh, yesterday, I think it came up in Discord and it was just related to uh, GMs, uh, oh, sorry, commissioners or, or GMs, um, commissioners making changes in leagues after the draft or or prior to trades, that sort of thing. So um, I can't remember the specifics of it, but basically... Yeah, a good commissioner should not be making any changes to your league after the draft. Like once once the draft starts, the rules should be locked in. The only time you may consider making a rule change, um, and generally you're looking at a rule to do with an IR spot. So certain leagues may not have an IR spot, and and you want to add one, or you want to go from one to two, or two to one. You could consider making that change after a draft, but it would need to be before any players have made any changes to their roster. Um, And in saying that, I probably still wouldn't really be doing it just because people may have drafted based on what the roster looks like. So so if you only have one IR spot, you're going to be less hesitant to take someone uh, like maybe a Markel Fultz at the end of a draft because chances are you're going to have someone else or a few other players cycling in and out of that IR spot. So you're going to be less likely to draft someone who, who is injured already. Whereas if you have two or three, uh, you can plug those guys in. So I prob- I wouldn't really be doing it. And look, if I know being a commissioner can be tricky. You often know everyone in the league and you don't want to piss anyone off. So I'd be trying to be more of a commissioner than a friend, which is, is hard, but I've had to do it in a couple of my leagues where I've had to I mean, I've had to boot people out just because of uh, things they're doing or they're not engaging. Or um, So, yeah, I think the commissioner needs to be someone who is firm enough to say, look, I get where you're coming from, but 
we're not going to do it this season. Let's consider it next season. We made a lot of changes in in one of my leagues this season, and I wanted to make them last year, but I didn't because people didn't agree. Uh, so, yeah, I, that, it wasn't a question in there, but I just thought something worth um, worth talking about because it does come up at this time of year, especially heading into this weekend with lots of drafts. Uh, so that's, yep, that's all the questions. So that will do for today. Remember, go and check out all the content uh, that we've got. Over on the Discord server, uh, my ranks are up on our website, fbibasketball.com. I think Matt has just updated his dynasty ranks as well. Um, so go over and find all of those. Uh, follow this podcast, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. B-Dub has done a good job getting us up everywhere. Uh, and, of course, if you could uh, like this video, give us a thumbs up, subscribe to our channel. That would be really good. Uh, until next time... Catch you later. You just listened to another episode from the Fantasy Basketball International Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us. And for more information about joining our community, please check out our website at fbibasketball.com.